Sing praise to our God, sing praises, clap your hands, all you nations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, I would have you know that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had sent me apart before I was born and had called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia, and again I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Let us be attentive. The Lord said, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, full of sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, 
and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And the rich man said, Then I beg you, Father, to send to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Good morning. My name is not Father. My name is Yitzhak. My name is Yitzhak, or in English, Isaac. I live in first century Galilee and am Jewish. Life is tough. I'm a very poor man. I usually don't know where my next meal is coming from. In other words, I am part of the destitute poor, along with about a whopping 28% of the population in the first century. Another 65% of the population of us from the first century, that is, are near or at subsistence level. In fact, in my time in the first century, only about 7% of the population are assured enough food. Can you imagine that? Only 7% of the people in my time in the first century always had enough food to eat. Frankly, besides being constantly hungry, I'm sick a lot and I have a lot of aches and pains. I also have to admit that I rarely have the opportunity to bathe or wash my hands. I also can't stand the fact that those goyim, those Gentile Romans, rule over our land that God had given to our ancestors. But really what bothers me more than anything is that, is that people think that I deserve my problems. Sometimes people think, based on a passage in Deuteronomy, that I'm poor because I sinned somehow. Yet, I heard a rabbi once talk about another place in the book of Deuteronomy that people should not be tight-fisted towards the poor. 
A lot of people look down on me because I am poor and assume I committed some big sin and deserve my troubles in life. But enough about my worries and problems. I want to tell you about a remarkable thing that happened the other day. I was outside along with a crowd gathering around somebody. I went to look. The crowd was gathered around this man, Yehoshua, or Jesus in English, Jesus of Nazareth, who was humbly dressed. He spoke like I have never heard anyone speak before. He talked about wealth wealth and poverty for a while. One thing that really struck me was this story he told about a rich man and a poor man named Eleazar, or Lazarus in English. By the way, the name Lazarus, Eleazar, in Aramaic means whom God helps. The rich man, Jesus said, was clothed in purple and fine linen, like those despised Roman royalty that rule over us. I, of course, just wear these dirty linen rags. Jesus also said the rich man feasted sumptuously every day. Who does that? I wish I could feast sumptuously every day. I, along with almost, with most of the population in the first century, eat mostly bread. Jesus then talked about how the rich man always ignored the poor man at the gate. I can relate to that. It happens to me all the time. I guess it's just convenient for people to pretend I'm not there. Jesus also said that Lazarus wished to eat the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. I wish I could do something like that, too. Even a few crumbs of cheese would be great. That would be better than the little bread that I eat. Anyway, Jesus said the rich man died. The rich man just simply died. No one was sad about that. Then the rich man went down into Hades and was in torment. Talk about a reversal of fortune. And the poor man Lazarus, after he died, he was carried off by angels into the bosom of our father Abraham. Can you imagine that? The ignored and despised poor man was carried off by angels into the bosom of Abraham. Lazarus finally found his help and his rest and comfort. He was reckoned as a righteous man. God helped him. In the story, even the rich man asked the poor man for help. But it was too late for the rich man after his death. He had his chance to help the poor in his life here on earth, but now it was too late for him. In the story, Abraham said to the rich man, Son, remember that in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus, like manner, evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. 
When Jesus told that story about the rich man and Lazarus, it gave me hope. It gave me hope for two reasons. First, it gave me hope because it showed that being poor was no proof that a man was unrighteous. Second, it gave me hope because, you know, not all Jews believe in an afterlife. So when this Jesus spoke about rest in the bosom of Abraham, he encouraged us that there is something better, much better than this life here on earth. Even though I may suffer in this life through my poverty and illness, I do have hope in a life to come. God can help me like he helped Lazarus. Now, I understand that all of you believe in Jesus' teachings and believe in life after death. That's beautiful. But I ask, but I have to ask you, didn't Jesus also say you need to help the poor? When Jesus spoke to us about 2,000 years ago, he said over and over again to help the poor. The irony of it all was that most of us, like 93%, were pretty poor ourselves. So what I want you to think about today is if Jesus asked us poor Jews living in the, under the Roman Empire, barely getting by day by day to help the poor, how much more will he expect you, living in the 21st century, to help the poor? You have good clothes. Most of us have one or two outfits. You have good homes. We have mud brick houses. Huts, really. You have more than enough food to eat. 93% of us are barely getting by. You bathe and, what do you call it, shower frequently. We would think that that would be such a waste of precious clean water. Quite frankly, all of you have a better standard of living and life, and ex and life expectancy than the rich man or even the emperor. Sure, in the story Jesus told, the rich man had gold and servants, but the rich man still didn't have the quality of life that you all enjoy today. Again, I ask you, if Jesus asked us way back in the first century to help the poor, what does Jesus ask of you today with your superabundance of wealth and sky-high standard of living? Having said that, let's all think a little more carefully about and act upon this beautiful story Jesus told. Amen.